0: I was sitting in class, this was in fourth grade, and the kid behind me uh, leaned over and he says, You have girl pants on.
1: Welcome to the Petzinger Brothers Podcast. Kick back and enjoy the musings of James, John, David, Joseph, and Ben, five brothers raised decades ago on a dysfunctional farm in western Idaho. Welcome to the Petzinger Brothers Podcast. Today is October 18th, 2009. I'm James. I'm John. I'm David. I'm Joseph. This is Ben. All right. This (laughs) week, uh, I was looking through some photographs, some older photographs, very similar to the ones that we've been putting up on the Petzinger Brothers website, which is at www.petzingerbrothers.com, by the way. Uh, For anyone who's been subscribing on iTunes, you may not have taken the time to look at the website, but if you do, you'll see that there are some photographs that go along with the episodes and sort of illustrate what uh, we looked like back then, and in in some cases illustrate what we're talking about that particular week. I was looking through a box of old photographs and came across a photograph of the first day of school. Now, I, I'm fairly certain I'm not unique in and what I do on the first day of school, uh, when the kids are all dressed up in their new school clothes, I whip out the camera and I make sure to get a photograph of them, uh, together and apart, uh, so that I have a record of what they looked like on the first day of that new school year. It's, you know, it's traditional. It's something that I do. I think that's a carryover from when we were growing up. I remember dad always, uh, Getting the camera out to take photographs of us on the first day of school, but it was not the fact that it was the first day of school that got my attention. What got my attention immediately was what we were wearing in that photograph. Uh, to be perfectly blunt about it, there's it was I, I I have no way to describe it other than to say it was it was just a hodgepodge of color and pattern and just a very interesting <laughs> very interesting outfits that we had on. And it brought to mind, well, you know what, this would be a great topic to talk about fashion, not in the sense of what you would expect to see on a runway draped on a model, but the fashion, the clothing, what we wore when we were growing up, where it came from and um, uh, what it was like to live in a uh, household where there wasn't a whole lot of spare change for clothing and accessories. So that's our topic for this week. Does anyone have any memories of when it was the first time that they became aware of how what they were wearing was somewhat different from what others were wearing?
0: First grade. First First grade grade for me, almost. It it was probably the first week of first grade. Uh, I remember Stacy Saylor sat directly across from me, and it was toward the end of the week. And she looked over at me and she said, you have been wearing that outfit all week long. (laughs) And that's when it occurred to me. Uh yeah. Is that bad? So what? <laughs> yeah, so what? <laughs> she she had this disgusted look on her face though. I remember that. She was so cute. She always had, you know, these these beautiful dresses. I had a crush on her anyway and, and uh that didn't help. But that was my first wake up call. That you can't do that. You're not supposed to wear the same outfit every day.
2: I I'm not sure if I actually felt this or felt conscious about it, but I I think I felt like I was normal when I was wearing my Cub Scout uniform because everyone else was, and it was the same. You know, I, I didn't stick out. And uh, I remember actually the first the first time when I think I felt kind of bad about what I was wearing was in primary at church. I had to wear these plaid nylon pants and I think I was crying because I had to wear them. And, uh, the, one of the primary teachers uh, took me aside and tried to make me feel better but I think she actually said, look how ugly his pants are. Oh.
1: She, point,
2: she pointed to someone else and said, well, look how ugly his pants are, it's okay. <laughs> that didn't make me feel any better. <laughs> I don't know. I, yeah, the, the, uh, the stuff we wore was, I don't know. I, I'll add one more thing. I just remember being jealous of kids who wore IZOD shirts.
1: IZOD shirts with, with the little yeah, alligators yeah, went, on them.
2: Yeah, that was the big thing in the early 80s, and uh, I didn't have
3: any. Yeah. What I remember is the fourth grade, uh, Washington Elementary School, and what everybody had was the... Uh, kangaroo pocket shoes with the zipper on the side. Do you guys remember those? No.
1: No.
2: Yeah, yeah. And I actually had a pair of those. Those were really cool.
3: Well, I didn't have any, but I think um, Mom might have found a pair at a uh, thrift store. I'm sure we'll spend some time talking about that. The problem is they're about, about a size and a half too big for me, and I looked like a clown. <laughs> and uh, I just remember clomping around and recessed. It didn't work, and I, I just looked at those shoes and I cursed them. I just hated them. Hated that uh, I didn't have the right pair of shoes, and I think shoes were a big deal for me. Shoes, that was tough because how do you justify spending all that money on a pair of shoes that you're going to grow out of in the next year?
1: Right. And of course, the economics of the situation drove most of that. Um, clothing was not something that a lot of money was going to be spent on because I think that, you know, from a practical standpoint, um, both mom and dad looked at growing boys who have a tendency to shred the clothes that they're wearing, thinking, well, you know what? It's probably not a good investment to purchase really nice uh, you know, new clothes when these things are going to no longer fit them within weeks or months. <clears throat> and there is that possibility that they're going to fall down, rip out the knees or whatever, rip out the elbows, and then where are we? Well, mm-hmm.
3: I'll tell you where you are, James. You're at the iron-on patch on the knees, and you hand them down to the little brother. And that's where you are. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. that's what I wore. I wore everybody's hand-me-downs uh, until they just simply didn't fit any longer. <laughs> there, there did come a point when my waist size outgrew everybody's, um, no matter how old you were.
1: That hails back to last week's discussion on inheritance. <laughs> yeah, Ben got a different set of jeans from the rest of us.
3: That's a good pun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I
1: had
0: one pair. Of, I I had one pair of pants that sticks out in my mind. They, uh, I, I was sitting in class. This was in fourth grade, and the kid behind me uh, leaned over and he says, "You have girl pants on because." <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> they were polyester, they were red, kind of bell-bottom. The pockets were in the front, so I know I didn't have them on backwards. But, they, you know, the, the girl pants, they had zippers in the back, especially back in the 70s. I don't know if they still do, but either the side or the back. These were right in the back. Um, I, I didn't know that. And <laughs> he would not let up. He made sure everybody knew that I had girl
1: pants on that day. Wait, so when you put them on, did you put them on with the zipper in the back or the zipper in the front?
0: Zipper in the back, because the pockets were in the front. You were wearing girl pants, John. I was wearing. I was wearing girl pants. Wow, <laughs> without a doubt. Yeah, uh, they were the, well,
2: yeah. I, I actually had girl pants too, but I didn't realize it for the longest time. Right, I thought they were. I thought they were cool because the tag said Chariot Ford. That's cool pants. <laughs> Turns out it was Charlotte Ford pants. <laughs> <laughs> and then I realized. Okay, well that, that's. Maybe that is why they don't fit right.
3: <laughs> they don't fit
2: right. They, they really didn't fit right. They just I thought the name... Well, was uh, the only
3: question remains to be asked is, how did your butts look? <laughs> Who knows, it was fourth or fifth grade. Yeah. Uh, I'm proud to say I have some early early cross-dressers here in the family. That's wonderful.
1: <laughs> well, unintentional cross-dressing I don't think counts. Clueless cross-dressing. Clueless cross-dressing, yeah. I remember first grade, uh, when we went out to recess, being told to put my shoes back on. They just didn't want kids running around barefoot. And I, it took me a while to get used to that idea that when you go outside to play, you have to wear shoes. <laughs> nice. Really? Yeah. But then, you know, the shoes that I was wearing really didn't facilitate playing. They were kind of clumpy and, and uh, hard to run around in, so... Uh, it wasn't like they were, you know, uh, sneakers or anything like that. But that was pretty much the story for um, most of the young years that I can remember. You you guys, Ben, you talk about hand-me-downs. You say, oh, well, I had to wear you guys' hand-me-downs. Consider yourself lucky. My hand-me-downs, yeah, where did, where did my hand-me-downs, <laughs> yeah mine came from strangers. You know, at least you knew who had worn your clothes prior to you putting them on. Me? Uh, who knows who wore my clothes? Thrift store shopping was the norm. That's where we went to get clothing. That's because that's the amount of money that we had. Um, it was all driven by that. And until we started earning money of our own and deciding on our own how we were going to spend that money, uh, that was pretty much what we had to wear. I was not as young, I think, as as you guys were when I came to the realization that, uh, hmm, the clothing I'm wearing is not quite it's, – it's kind of out of sync with everyone else. I didn't really care about it uh, that I can remember until about third grade. Uh, it wasn't first grade. It was third grade when I started uh, coming to terms with that. And it wasn't, it wasn't um, you know, your normal everyday clothes. It was winter time, and I was bothered by the fact that my coat was not one of those puffy coats that were in style in vogue at the time. You know, my coat was different, and that's when I realized, oh, wait a minute. How come I can't have one of those puffy coats, you know, the, the down jackets that came out back then? Hmm. Um, and that's that's when I started noticing that, oh, okay, um, that's interesting. At the You know, at the same time, okay, I'm warm. I understand the functionality of it, but that's you, – you start to think, well, I want to fit in. Now, that's a, one of those things that everybody has to cope with at some point. Oh, I want to fit in. I don't want to – Just simply wear clothes because they functionally cover me. I want to fit in. I want to be up with fashion and all of that.
3: Mm -hmm. It's really hard for kids at a young age to stand out. Yeah. I mean, then you get into your adolescent years, your teenage years, when maybe that's what you want to do intentionally to define yourself. But to stand out in the wrong way at the wrong time, that's hard for a kid.
1: Yeah, and it gives other kids, uh, it gives them ammunition, so to speak, to find something to pick on you for. I was lucky. Most of the, you know most kids didn't pick on me because of what I was wearing. Uh, there were so many other things available to them to pick on me for. <laughs> that, that, that clothing that clothing was not one of the primary things, uh, you know, <laughs> lack of coordination, the, you know the, the size and, and uh, orientation of my ears sticking out the side of my head, uh, <laughs> that always, I believe, drew the attention away from my wardrobe. You don't think it was your headgear braces? Well, that wasn't. I didn't get the headgear until fourth grade. Okay. The, you know, the ears sticking out of the side of your head, though, James. That brings up the other aspect of
0: fashion in my mind, and that's um, your haircut and the, the, you know, how we styled our hair. And there wasn't any hair to style, especially when we were really young. I mean, it was that buzz cut, and that was that was mid seventies when that long hair was so popular, and that was a big deal to me. To have long hair and to not have that buzz cut, that really did separate you from the crowd, having right. that,
1: that haircut. Right. So. I do remember that. That is one thing I do remember wishing I had was longer hair mm. uh, until I had it. you know. And then I realized, oh, okay. So my hair grows out of my head straight. It doesn't really lend itself well to being combed or, or uh, styled. Without a tremendous amount of work, uh, the buzz cut's actually looking kind of good right now. I, I found it ironic that later on, like you said, Ben, once we started trying to differentiate ourselves in high school, that the shopping places that I had so wanted to avoid during middle school and junior high, namely thrift stores, Salvation Army, etc., became really, really... uh a place that I wanted to go it became very appealing to go there because there were so many different things that could be picked up and put together into an ensemble that would completely separate you and completely distinguish you and yet still look good. I I'm very glad that I went through high school uh, during the eighties because there were so many bizarre styles that were being thrown at us uh, from MTV and all these other media outlets that you could, you could wear all kinds of stuff, and it could come from anywhere, and it didn't matter. You looked – you know, as long as you had a look and, and it looked okay, you were good to go. I like that. Mom was a an aficionado of the thrift stores, but you never would have known that. Or at least I don't, I don't remember her ever looking as though she was anything but um, totally on top of, of what was fashionable to wear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think,
3: I think Mom had a game plan. She liked to go window shopping. And I never knew what I – I didn't understand the point of window shopping. If you're not going to purchase something, why are you looking at it? But I think she understood what was in in style or what looked good just by her window shopping expeditions. And then she would put something together after uh, searching her uh, thrift stores, for second-hand shops, consignment mm-hmm. shops.
4: Mom was a very classy – well, she is a very classy dresser. She has very classical features – not, not exactly very strong. I wouldn't say strong features, but very striking. And when you have a classy approach to your, your own style, it transcends the, the narrow styles that come and go. And I think mom's just able to weather through all the weird stuff in the 80s, 70s, and 90s. And today, she just has her own thing, and she looks good.
0: Yeah. Speaking of not fitting, I mean, uh, we, we didn't really fit with mom. We went to church. Well, mom didn't even fit at church. We go to church, and mom always looked amazing compared to uh, every other mom there. Um, well, I, you know, and, and I don't think it's just because she was my mom. She just really did look that amazing. She was just a, a beautiful woman, and still is. We had dinner at her at her home last night, and she's she looks amazing. I mean, even today, she's she's. Uh, I, I, well, you know, she came down to visit us in Seattle and I'm walking down the streets of Seattle and she's a hard person to walk the streets of Seattle with. Um, the, the men will look, uh, the young men will make comments, you know, and you can get yourself in, you, you, you can get yourself in a situation that is, that's kind of uncomfortable for certain. And I wasn't expecting that walking with her, you know, but it, it makes sense. She, to this day, still draws uh, a lot of attention her way.
3: Okay, so I want, to, I want to share an uncomfortable story with everybody about mom, and I, I cannot wait to hear her yell at me for sharing this. Oh, boy. So uh, uh, I had long moved away from the house, college, mission, and I mean, this is several years ago, but nonetheless, I wasn't living at home anymore. And I was talking to one of my very good friends, uh, Trent, and he, he said, I got to tell you, the craziest thing happened the to other day. I was at the gym. I said hi to your mom. She works out all the time. She's always there working out. She's very, very healthy. And he was there lifting weights, and one of his buddies came up and said, hey, check her out, huh? She's pretty hot. <laughs> and, my buddy, and my buddy Trent just couldn't believe it. He says, not that he disagreed. That's not how I'm saying this. He says, that's that's Ben Petzinger's mom. <laughs> and, you know, but... Trent tells the story, and it was it was very complimentary to mom. And, uh, but, yeah, she, she takes good care of herself. She takes good care of her fashion, and uh, she's always been that way, always.
0: Yeah, yeah. She had a beautiful necklace on last night, and I commented on it. It was this wonderful, those uh, freshwater pearls. And, you know, it was stunning, and it looked beautiful on her. And she looked stunning, and I, I complimented her on the necklace, and she said, Yeah, I I, I saw it, and I bought it last year, and I've, I haven't worn it until tonight. I thought I'd put it on. Oh. <laughs> What? You bought it a year ago, and you're just now putting this thing on? How does that work, you know? And, uh, she really is a – a, uh, well, she's a model anyway. I think she still models, you know? Yeah. What
3: does it take for us to get her into uh, – well, uh, she, now she's going to be even more upset at me, so I might as well swing for the fences here. She does need to get into the Miss, uh, Mrs. Senior Idol, Period. <laughs> period. I saw the contestants last year. I'm telling you it was geriatrics on parade. I probably shouldn't say that, but they can't hold a candle to our mother.
0: Yeah, they wouldn't let her in. It's no competition there. no, I had friends growing up, and they they would look at Mom in that way, and I always thought, "What are you serious?" You know and they they would say things occasionally, nothing, nothing uh, you know bad, but they would allude to it that they thought that she was pretty hot. Um, <laughs> uh, I thought that was pretty uh, pretty interesting. I was I was always uh, proud of that fact in a, in a weird kind of way. You know, it it, uh, it really did. Because I, I knew somewhere deep down I shared some genes with that. And I, I thought, ah, you know, maybe there's potential here. Especially when I was a little kid. I was like, I have such a beautiful mom. I, you know, and there, maybe there's... There's potential here somewhere.
3: <laughs> it was hope. You know? Is that like, why you went and got the girl jeans, John? <laughs> <laughs> David? Huh? <laughs> oh,
0: well, no idea. Yeah. And then you know, and then there was that contrast with Dad. Uh, you know, here was Mom, and then there was Dad, who, if you didn't know otherwise, especially when he was out working on the farm and going into town to get some uh, supplies or something. Uh, I I don't know how to describe how he would dress or present himself. It was just so. It was like a vagabond, you know.
1: Yeah, it was very bare bones. In, very. In terms of, um, it's a shirt, it's a pair of pants, it's it's work boots, uh, it's socks, and that's that. And these are not you know these are not clothing that necessarily need to go with with each other. There's there's no uh, z- absolutely zero attention to fashion sense right. when it came to his wardrobe Right.
0: none and he wouldn't wear jeans you know typically right. when you're working you wear denim you wear jeans and we associate you know, that's, that's a working outfit you wear jeans and whatever never it was polyester dress slacks he yeah. always had polyester dress slacks on he would never wear jeans
1: um, well, I kind of and, understand that now
0: yeah well, he explained it to me too. He says when you're out working and you're bending over and sweating all day, that's the last thing you want is a tight pair of jeans on. Right.
3: So, but mom gave it a good try. I mean, she she bought uh, she bought dad uh, a new suit every once in a while, long once in a while. And I remember distinctly a, a new sweater or suit or something. And you know, when when dad wanted to and he paid attention, he, he dressed up just fine.
0: Yeah, I mean, he was, you uh, look at those younger pictures of Dad, and, and he looked like something out of GQ. You know, they there was a lot of attention to the clothes they wore when they were in Germany and when he was young. And he, he definitely had a, a vain streak in him then, but somewhere along the way, he just let it all go. He didn't let it go. I just, he just um, didn't prioritize it anymore. Yeah, it wasn't important any longer. Right. It was, it
2: was completely it was, utilitarian.
4: It's
0: yeah, like, very what, pragmatic What do I approach. need
2: to wear today to get me through the day, and I'm not going to ruin it. Yeah, he's that, just what, what do I need to wear to work? Mm. It's, it's like, like when he ate. ate.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Stric- strictly about caloric intake. That's it. Yep. <laughs> what do I need to do to fill my stomach? That's it. <laughs> <And> then, <laughs> Does that taste good, Dad? No. Okay.
1: I know that. Uh, that there was a, a definite contrast between uh, mom and dad when it came to attention to that detail on on what they wore in public. I know dad didn't care what he looked like in public, um, except for one thing. It didn't matter where he was going. It didn't matter if he was going to the bank, if he was going uh, into the into church. Didn't matter. The one thing he always did was he'd look in the car mirror. And he'd comb his hair back. Yep. He would check his hair every single time. He'd check his hair, make sure that it's all in good, you know, it doesn't look a mess. And then he'd go in every time. <laughs> yeah. To this day, I still check my hair in the reflection on the windows of my car before I go in somewhere. Or when I get when I go to my car, I take a look and I go, yeah, okay, hair's good. <laughs>
3: now you're just bragging. <laughs>
1: Well, uh, I'll just say it's
3: easier now than it ever has been. <laughs> we talked last week about inheritance, and I probably should have mentioned this, but my wife will tell me several times a week that she can't believe I get dressed in the pitch black because there's no way I would choose what I wear to wear <laughs> if a light had been turned on. And I, yeah, I come home from work. She doesn't. She doesn't see me when I leave. I come home and she says, "You you you went to a place of business wearing that." <laughs> and then uh, even worse when I'm, you know, I, I guess in a way, what what I saw in dad made sense. If you're going to go out and get something dirty, who cares what it looks like? I mean, who really? Who cares? Uh, and I'll I'll drive to town and I look like and you know just grease and dirt and everything everywhere, and I may not wash my pants for a week or two. Why wash it when you're going to get it dirty the next day? Um, yeah. But I don't know if you guys are the same way when it comes to, do you have a set of clothes for work, exclusive, and you don't really care what they are?
0: Um. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, when, when I was building houses, it was the same outfit every day, of, of course. Uh, but, but I am still a little bit vain in that. I, it's got to be the right pair of boots with the right with the right pair of jeans, you know, with those boots. I, I still care about that stuff for certain. But I have a uniform that I wear, and I wear the same thing every day. And that's where I'm comfortable for sure.
1: My my fashion sense has, has been all over the map over, over the years. And, uh, you know, in high school, I really, really started taking a very, very uh, deep interest in fashion. And I wanted to, you know, I wanted to have a look and i you know i pursued that look uh, at great length went to thrift stores and shops in the mall and i'd buy one little thing here and one little thing there put together an ensemble but then that was when i was spending my own money and i started to understand very very quickly why we had been wearing the hand-me-down thrift clothes that we had been wearing all those years clothes are so expensive When you're earning your own money, you you start to realize very quickly that, hey, do I really want to trade my money, which represents time and effort, for something that may or may not be in fashion, in style a couple months from now? Do do I really want to do that or do I want to spend it on something that's a little bit more, uh, like Joseph said, utilitarian that will – you know, go with anything and last a long time. And you start, you start to realize and understand it, I think, and comprehend more the importance of being pragmatic um, and, and why we had what we did or did not have when it's your own money that you have to spend. Uh, but like I said, my fashion sense has been all over the map. When I was into college, I refused to wear the same clothes one day after the other during my freshman year in college. Just because I was just like, that's not what I'm going to do. I'm going to find stuff to wear that's different. I'm going to put together a big wardrobe and all that. And I would say that lasted about two or three months. And I finally said, you know what? This is a waste of time, waste of effort. And uh, just narrowed it down to a couple pairs of jeans, you know, a couple sweatshirts, and I'm good to go. And I've pretty much kept with that, uh, meth- you know, that that uh, type of wardrobe ever since. Mm-hmm. Oh, it, with the exception, of course, of working in an office place where people expect you to wear you know, slacks and a dress shirt or whatever. Uh, in that environment, of course, you change it up. <clears throat> Does anybody have a favorite article of clothing from their past? Something that they look back uh, back to with fondness or with great memory? Now, John, you talked about the, the girl pants that you wore. Was there something that you look back on and say, you know what? This is one of my favorite articles of clothing that I ever had or ever wore.
0: Yeah, there was one. uh, It was a shirt purchased from Nadine's. Remember Nadine's, downtown Caldwell? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mom worked there. And there was a shirt there that I found. I really liked it. And it had this kind of a a crinkled texture on the sleeves. And it had this swooping neck. Well, I really liked it. But it was another girl's shirt. (laughs) And and, uh, and it had a, a... Some some fancy name to it, and I was at the store one day. I says, "I like that shirt." And mom had this look in her face, like, "You like that? Okay." And she bought it. She bought it for me. I didn't think anything of it, but I loved that shirt. But it was, you know, it was a woman's shirt, I guess, and I I wore it all the time. I didn't care. John, were the
4: buttons on the wrong side?
0: (laughs) It didn't have buttons. Didn't have buttons. No. So
3: technically, John, it was a blouse. (laughs) <laughs> I think it may have been <laughs> i yeah i see
1: uh I see it this is a
3: pretty easy pattern to pick out, just uh you know,
1: so wait, tell me now why was it that you liked that shirt that that blouse so much
3: hey.
0: <laughs> it was a shirt, <laughs> the, the blouse was funny when you said it, but it was not it was a, it was a shirt, <clears throat> well, okay. <laughs> John okay, so the blouse had these uh <laughs> it had like this these it had this texture on the sleeves that I was fascinated with. I thought oh this is really cool and and I really genuinely thought it was really cool um and I don't know that anybody picked up on it uh nobody said anything about it at school so um I, I did pick I did figure it out later. Uh, probably the next year or so that I think that's a girl's shirt and I stopped wearing it after a while.
1: Well, considering it came from Nadine's, which was an exclusively woman's uh, clothing yeah. store. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: Wouldn't that have been like clue number one?
2: <laughs> Aren't you listening to a lot of uh, Culture Club, uh, Boy George? Is that the your... Boy George face? <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, perhaps. Yeah, Crazy good. fashion. Good, good of, yes. good of,
2: John had a lot of uh, good clothing that he passed down to me. I got to, I benefited from that the most, I think, So I was closest. Uh, I got a lot of uh, good, good hand-me-downs from John. Yeah. And it was, it was a good style. Good. Uh, I don't think I ever got that one. <laughs> uh, but. Uh,
0: I think uh, mom took it from me. I think oh. mom. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was going to say, no, John. Just you know, every once in a while, he opens up that that special drawer and pulls out his favorite <laughs> blouse and puts it on for good time, memory it sake. Smells it. <laughs> ah, yeah. uh well,
3: I, I will say this in John's defense. You, you, in my opinion, you did have very good fashion sense, and I, I as a at a young age, <clears throat> you, you're impressionable. James, I never quite understood your fashion. I think you've explained it because it was kind of all over the place. Yeah. But, uh, John, I saw that you, you knew what was going on and I, I tried to, tried to pay attention there. And, uh, but I, I remember two things that were, uh, very memorable for me. One of them, uh, was getting a BYU jacket for Christmas. That was, that was absolutely huge probably one of the most wonderful Christmas presents I ever got was that BYU jacket. Um, and the other one that's fashion sense, I don't know, was my Letterman jacket. You know, I ended up wearing that one all throughout high school. That was a, uh, that sure. was a wonderful gift to, from mom and dad as well. Mm-hmm. Cause after you get a Letterman jacket, you just put a sweatshirt underneath it and it didn't matter what your style was. That's what you wore. Or at least that's what, that's what I wore. Loved
1: it. Joseph, did you have any uh, favorite articles of clothing? Um Actually if I remember I correctly know. from previous podcast, you, you had a tendency not to want to wear clothing.
4: Yeah, I had a problem with that when I was younger. Um I don't know. I guess that was I guess that's probably it. Is my fondest memories was when I was wearing the least amount of clothes. <laughs> 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 I mean it's it's true. I mean I love spending my summers in a pair of shorts. That was it. And I, I would today if I could, but I think there's laws against that. <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I don't know. You know, earlier you guys were talking about when you became aware of fashion and stuff. And, you know, it was pretty early. I, I realized that plaid pants weren't cool. Um, and that, uh, you know, the orange coat that I was wearing wasn't wasn't cool either. But it kind of made me angry that people would even talk about it. Oh, sure you know, it was, I wasn't even embarrassed. I was just mad. I was like, why can't I just wear what's comfortable? Why Why do you guys have to say anything about it? And I just kind of started wearing stupid stuff on purpose. Not outrageous, but like that buzz cut, mom, mom trimmed our hair after a while and, and we didn't have to get it. But I decided on my own, I was going to keep this haircut because I just didn't want to be like those kids because it was just clothes. And I could see that a lot of them were turds. So <laughs> <laughs> you had
0: a much, you had a much more, I guess, I guess, courageous attitude about it than I did. It really
1: did bug me, though. Uh, I mean,
4: it, it bugged me, but it, it bugged me in that it was an anger.
1: Hmm. What about you, David? Do you have any favorite clothes?
4: No, I, I'm,
2: I'm kind of with Joseph in a way, kind of torn because John set this high standard of fashion. You know, you got to be wearing nice clothes and couldn't quite live up to that, and, and my friends had nice clothes. So it bugged me, too. that and, and, you know, I think I would actually buy clothes that I didn't that get them home, and they just didn't look right. And I think I still do that. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I, I regret buying clothes still. It's, I usually do better with gifts. <clears throat> it's almost Christmas. You
4: know. <laughs> <laughs> Who's got Dave this year? I,
2: I, I relied a lot on just uh, Christmas presents, hand-me-downs. It was like, okay, whatever comes my way, I guess. I even wore my friend's clothes. What can I say? It, it was Yeah, just, David, you know, I, I
4: remember in high school, or no, it wasn't in high school. It was at church. I was wearing a, this sweatshirt that you had worn. I'd seen you wearing it. You weren't wearing it anymore. I put it on, got to school. I think it was Evan Mickelson or, or Casey Taylor. One of them said, "Hey, that was mine.
0: <laughs> Why are you
4: wearing it?" I was like, uh, I "Remember their dudes? Oh yeah."
2: Yeah, I, I got like, that from I got man. that from some of my friends' brothers.
4: It said Gucci who, on them or something.
2: Who would recognize their clothes on me? Like, hey, that, I'd get, that was my clothes. He's like eighteen years old. I was fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay. Nice. Well, thank you. I like it. Yeah, my attitude was kind of just uh, whatever, and I I tried to be cool and in, but it just uh, I think I fell a little bit short. No, no favorite clothes.
1: I had thinking back on it, two uh, articles of clothing that I remember and and remember being favorites of mine. The first was the black leather jacket that. Uh, grandpa had. Uh, I think this was his motorcycle jacket. And he he passed that down to mom. And uh, I think, John, that it fit you, right? It was the jacket that fit you well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I remember that. And I always remember wishing that it fit me well. It just didn't. My arms were too long for the jacket. But I remember that being a favorite article of clothing. Uh, and always thinking in my head, you know, someday... I'm going to have a black leather jacket just like that one. Um, and the second article of clothing was a <clears throat> blue T-shirt that I received on my 12th birthday. On the front of the T-shirt was a picture of Superman. It was a birthday party. I, I just remember opening it up and seeing this this Superman T-shirt and just being ecstatic. It was the coolest shirt in the world to me there wasn't a shirt in the world that compared to that i loved that shirt it was so distressing to me when i when i started realizing that i was growing out of it and i couldn't put it on anymore absolutely loved that shirt Mm -hmm.
2: now that you mentioned that james i think didn't we all get superman t-shirts at one point because i I remember i had one yeah probably james's no no this had the superman s on it it wasn't a picture of superman
1: yeah. Yeah, the the t-shirt that I got um it had uh had a picture of Superman. He was standing there with his with his hands at his hips and it uh, just said Superman and I just oh, love that shirt and was so grateful to the uh uh to the kid who came to the party and and that was the gift. Uh it was just I was just oh, love that shirt. <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, there's there's uh, for me. I've got two pair of shoes that kind of stick out. The the first pair I was a little kid. We were in Salt Lake, and Oma had given me twenty dollar bill to spend however I want. It was just a gift, and we walked downtown Salt Lake City to the trolley square. And on the way, there was a shoe shop, and I bought a pair of uh, tennis shoes. They were blue with these yellow stripes, and this was in the 70s. You know, when we had our tube socks all the way up to our knees. And I brought those home, and they were the first pair of shoes that were brand new. I'd never had a brand new pair of shoes until that time. And um, the, the way they smelled, everything. You know, I, I slept with them that night. Uh, but, but anyway, when I brought them back to her house, she, she saw these shoes and asked, where was the change? How much did they cost? Well, I spent everything. They were 20 bucks back then. That was a lot of money. And she was shocked. She She uh, – could not believe that I spent that much money on a pair of shoes. Yeah, I remember that. Because a pair of shoes should be 50 cents, you know. That's it. Maximum, 50 cents. Oh, I felt I felt bad. To this day, that's still in my head that, you know, there's only a certain amount of money you should ever spend on clothes or shoes. I didn't take them back. I mean, I, I kept them. I wore them. But that, that stuck with me. <laughs> the lecture she gave me about that. Yeah, I do remember that day. I think you said something about it, if I remember right. I think you said something, um... To to back me up after
1: her lecture. If I remember anything about it, I just remember trying to explain that uh, that's an, the normal price for a pair of shoes, a pair of new shoes. The the I think that the main concern was what you just said. In her mind, shoes don't cost that much, and and trying to convey that uh, it was it was truly a it, it was a gap of many different dimensions, a cultural gap. Uh, you know, you're trying to explain to somebody who <clears throat> lived through World, you know, the bombings of Germany during World War II and scraped for every, you know, personal possession and food for years and years and tried to, you know, and finally made their way to, back to the states. You're trying to explain to somebody who's gone through that, mm-hmm. and uh, to somebody for whom uh, purchasing a new pair of shoes is something that they it's probably been years and years and years since they've done that that's a normal price for a pair of kids' shoes, it, it proved to be, a, I think, a very difficult thing for her to comprehend. Well, I can say fairly confidently now that I understand completely uh, where Dad was coming from when it comes to, you know, why spend so much time and effort focusing on that? It's not really that important. I remember having a conversation once with him, and uh, I had heard that, you know, people people make they they judge you by what you're wearing and if you're not wearing the right thing then they're going to they're going to judge you and you may have have killed an opportunity for yourself uh you know if you're trying to get a job or if you're trying to make a good impression or whatever i expected maybe for him to argue back on some point he just said i don't care and that was that uh and at this point i understand that much much more than i did back then well it's...
3: he he never he never dressed um down he never dressed down for work he always dressed just fine at school and sure his teaching job. and he dressed the part he always wore a tie now mm-hmm. uh, i remember him wearing a tie most well i should say always I'm trying to think of any time i saw him without a tie at school right pretty rare you
2: guys remember when dad bought a pair of glasses from second hand store
3: yeah he did all the time <laughs> If they, he'd try them on as he was waiting to get uh, his clothing rung up. He would say, well, we'll see if these work. Yeah, that's right.
0: <laughs> well, do the trick. Dave, David, that was my first pair of glasses. I was, in, I was uh, going into first grade, and we were at the Salvation Army, and he had me stick on a pair of glasses and asked if I could see something on the top shelf. He was testing my eyes out. He pointed at something, he says, can you see that? And I shook my head, no, I didn't know what he was pointing at. He had me put on this pair of horn-rimmed glasses. There were these awful things. He pointed at it again and I could see them clearly. There were some little trinkets or something at the top. And he had me describe them to him. And He had this really shocked, almost kind of scared look in his face that I could not see what I was, what he was pointing at without those things on. I think he realized then I was just blind. I was blind. I could not see anything. I was up to, you know, six years old, and I was walking around not seeing anything. And uh, that was my first pair of glasses out of Salvation Army. Yeah.
2: I I remember those glasses. Yeah, they were not. I I don't know how long you had those, but it seemed like you had horn-red glasses for quite a long time.
1: Yeah, forever. We didn't even cover that. Not too fashionable it's time for us to call it an evening. So thanks a lot. Until our next discussion, take care. Good
4: night. Night. Good Good night. Good night.